When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. I do not know if anybody is here, uh, but hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell, here to go through a eight-game slate on Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday February 6th. Uh, DJ, how you doing? How is your computer treating you these days? Yeah, see, that this is... This is how DJ's computer is treating him these days. Um, I believe he was dialed in, and now his computer started. Um, and this this is what we get for trying to do a show live. Um, so that that's the cross we have to bear. Yep, no, DJ. I, yeah, my my computer. Yeah, it's updating, and it like turned back on, and then it took the Bluetooth from my headphones. The moment, like as you were finishing passing it over to me. I was like, perfect. Um, yeah, no, I decided probably should restart the computer 15 minutes early because it has updates. And uh, that that was not nearly enough time. It's almost back. It's about to be rejoining me. And I'm going to switch over. Uh, but no, today was was awful. Of course, no adoption. This is by one freaking shot. And I don't win money. I mean, Cal McCarr, I put way more on individually. But whatever. Hockey's back. Eight games late. Let's, what up? let's move past no adoption being bad. What up, Adam? Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. GA, we're off to a hot start. Yeah, my night was shit. Um, so, yeah, no, nothing nothing good here. Um, so, ready to head into the Tuesday slate. In all honesty, uh, we get Colorado again. So, that was kind of interesting. They did bottle the Rangers. Um, I, I plugged in tonight's numbers, at least, and they jumped from, like, third on the slate, or actually fourth on the slate, up to first. Uh, by expected goals so you know kind of interesting um never want to read too much into a single game and honestly i don't know it could be the 10th game falling off was you know like a really bad one or something you know not related to tonight um but it did feel like they carried play so you know don't feel too bad for my mckinnon built lineup uh ranton did nothing and you know pretty much no one did anything but i did not have the right guys who did some stuff so um, yeah, DJ, I'm not sure how long uh, you need to transition over to uh, your correct machine, uh, but uh, since we're doing this live, I do want to keep things moving somewhat, but, you know, feel free if anyone has random questions or wants to troll us, you know, pop in, uh, leave a comment, whatever. I'm happy to, you know, to engage in some discussion because uh, I know it's been, a, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. It's been, a, what, a week and a half, so... Um, yeah, I'm ready to get back on the horse. Uh, we cashed our first sweet, sweet paycheck courtesy of the fantasy hockey podcast network. Um, and let me tell you, it will buy me a McDonald's meal and I will feel very confident in that. So, you know, it's, it's uh, not a bad piece of work we got, uh, in our, in our side of the gig. Um, anyway, while we, uh, sort of get through to game by game, uh, let's, yeah, any, 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 can you hear me? 
Yes, we can hear you. I think we're like I I, I assume with this phone massive yeah, massively delayed. I want your thoughts on the All Star Game. Do you have any thoughts on the All Star Game and uh, the festivities and uh, just 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 but before we get started, but while I'm transitioning, it's my computer's at ninety seven percent. So why don't we talk nonsense for like two more minutes? Sure. Well, generalized nonsense. Um, skills competition. I thought was kind of stupid i honestly feel like like mckinnon got screwed on the uh what was the passing one where like he didn't know what he was supposed to be doing um and that honestly wound up sort of being meaningful i I think to him i don't remember the exact tallies um but i remember like last year whenever uh the the women came and they like basically demoed the the skills contests i feel like that would be cool because it did honestly feel like the the first person was just kind of getting screwed and there wasn't really much discussion or like demonstration of what the players are supposed to be doing. So I thought that was kind of lame. Um, you know, maybe that's just the players not paying attention, but it's it's hockey players. Like they're not going to be uh, the most studious of folk anyway. Um, so whatever, that was fine. Um, the all-star game was, I don't know. I, I always enjoyed three and three. So like, it's not really a big deal that no one's really trying because, you know, I, I'm not here for someone to back check. Um, but you know, it's, it's mostly because there's a DFS slate attached to it that I enjoy the puzzle of trying to figure out who's going to play with who and, you know, everything else. So, um, yeah, it's fine. Um, the, the, the highlight of any all-star weekend though, is the mascot showdown. Um, that's on the NHL's YouTube account. I highly recommend, uh, you just, just go watch that if you uh, want to catch up on the All-Star game because that's easily the best part. Adam says, uh, the All-Star game and skill set is yeah. dumb uh, the season. Let these guys take a vacation and rest. My two cents, they clearly didn't want to be there. I kind of enjoyed Nikita Kucherov hamming it up uh, in the three-on-three. Like It was pretty clear that he was egging the crowd on as much as a hockey player will. Like I guarantee you if some NBA player is getting booed in the skills contest and he drains a three, you know, he's, he's pulling, pulling up his hand to the audience and whatnot. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed that part of it. Um, Mike looking good, DJ, you get a haircut. Yes. Uh, DJ is still not on video. I don't think he's even connected. And uh, yeah, Mike uh, just, just keep your resume ready. Cause I may be soliciting uh, co-host applications here in a minute. I'm here. I'm here. My computer is on. It's just taking forever. I will yes, talk you are about a, the all-star game. You know what? Everyone can hear me. Okay. For... It's, it's a, it's a floating egg. It's kind of weird. Um, let, let's just, let's just do this. Um, can we move on from I'm the just, nonsense, like, CJ? Trying to put thoughts? my phone somewhere right now. Well, yeah, I was going to get my thoughts really quickly, if that's okay. okay. So my thoughts are, uh, first off, skills comp. I mean, I think uh, Sergeyev summed it up nicely about Kucherov, saying like, number one, he doesn't play the game the same way as a guy like um, McDavid, and he like kind of messed up early, and I think after that he just totally phoned it in. Like I didn't care about that at all. I thought that was like, mm-hmm. who cares about anything? Um, I certainly am not the biggest fan of Tate McRae or like Justin Bieber's music, but I think that the fact that they truly bought in is a really, really good sign of things. Um, I was, uh, you know, I heard on 32 Thoughts, they were talking about how Tate McRae was there like five or six hours before trying to make sure everything was perfect and like really pushing for this to be a great show because she like really wanted to be there. And I think that's important. Uh, and then really what that, you know, you, you've summed up everything else just fine. But I think the most important thing was the fact that we're getting back to best on best competitions for countries. And 
it, it, you know, a lot of people were applauding and praising and being happy. And I was, but I feel like I was also just super angry because it's just like, what hit them over the head? And again, it's 32 thoughts. Once again, sums it up perfectly. It doesn't even mean to. They went over the fact that now, after all this time, the IIHF is basically not, they're going to shield the NHL from spending any money on this. They're going to shield uh, and they're going to try to work with the NHL to actually bring them some money from this. And it's just like, you had to save pennies and like get every last, and it's just the perfect encapsulation of the entire Gary Bettman era, where they will cancel an entire season just to get their way, just to get a few extra dollars and just destroy the progress that this league had going into when Gary Bettman took over. And finally, as Gary Bettman's era comes to an end, we finally open the gates again a little bit. And it still is just this money grabbing, absolute no ability to have any foresight into what this game could become, into getting new people involved. I just, I'm happy it's happening, but man, I was just like, why does this league suck so much? Like, yeah, I don't know. The you, NFL you wanna, and the you, NBA, and it's just like. If you want to talk I'll about leave, shitty hockey in three on three. Yeah, I'm not sure why the hell DJ is so delayed, but uh, it's like he's talking in the past, and so I just end up talking over him. Anyway, um, if you want to talk about shitty hockey in three-on-three, this Four Nations Cup is an absolute joke. Middle of the season next year, I I think it's going to be an absolute flop. I don't think any of the players will care. It's not the Olympics. It's the middle of the season. No one's going to want to get hurt. Um, You know, Maybe I'm wrong but I, I'm not looking forward to that at all. I think Russia should be involved. I think, you know, I think the World Cup originally was way more fun with Team North America and everything like that. Like, if you're going to be a gimmick, at least be a fun gimmick and not like some, you know, try hard, like semifinals. Um, so, I, I, I don't know. BJ's not even here to react to that, but um, it doesn't really matter. Who plays harder, PLD in the regular season or Kucherov in the skills competition? Yeah, well, I mean, there you have it. Um, some some would argue that Jack Eichel is the uh, you know was the old PLD, where all of a sudden you know Jack Eichel's a winner, and all of a sudden his effortless strides look you know uh, look like he's just being an impactful player. So I struggle with a little bit with the PLD stuff because um, I'm not I'm not really sure what the next step there is for him, but uh, his underlines don't look that far off of his normal. So it, it's it's a little bit like. It, you know, this player is good. He was good. Is he still good? Probably. Um, you know, he may never look the part, but I think he sort of is the part. Welcome back, DJ. We're so happy to have you. Oh my God. I never, ever going to try to give myself 15 minutes to restart my computer again. It, whatever. Um, I heard nothing you said, obviously, um, got back in. So, uh, yeah, this was fun. Good talk. Um, you're, you're going to love what I had to say. I think the four nations cup is going to be a joke. Um, I'm yeah. not excited for that at all. Um, I so. yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm excited for it for sure. It, it's better than the All Star Game. It's something. I, I, and... I think it's I think it's going to be watered down five on five All Star Game hockey, which I just don't have any time for. I don't know. We'll I, I we'll I'm, ex- I'm excited to be. I'm excited to be to to have you be proven wrong. And I'm not going to say that I'm all in and I'm fully invested in that being an unbelievable turnout, but. You you put you put you know you put the Canadian jersey the U.S. jersey uh, you know it's Sweden and Finland you you know you get these teams playing against each other I don't think there's any way they're not going to be ultra competitive uh, will we see actual checking I don't know um, but yeah no I I think it's at least a step in the right direction and again it's just stop giving us garbage when we know what the answer is like 
the World Cup of Hockey was a smashing success. Like I don't. Yeah, that that that's what I said. If you're gonna do a watered down gimmick, don't you know? Don't do yeah. this four teams or whatever. But um, okay, this this has to do with oh Michael Pupita. Okay, I was like, yeah, oh, shroom singer, dude. I mean, um, honestly, like yo, I'm like, like we're, we're gonna go on for way too long. But no, I found yeah. that to be such so again like going into this event. Everyone's excited about Bieber. Clearly the biggest star there. Kate McRae, a huge sensation right now, especially with the younger crowd, which is super important for the NHL. And they've tried for years and years to captivate a younger audience and been miserably bad at it. And then you get Will Arnett, who at the very least, like, is a big, bigger, much bigger name now than he was yeah. uh, with all the podcasts and everything. And just always someone that, like, I've, I've loved in acting. I mean, his performance in Hot Rods, one of my favorite things of all time. And then you get Michael Buble, and it felt like this was like the nerd invited, and he is just totally rebranded into like the coolest guy in the world. Going on like all these podcasts, absolute bro, loves hockey, is talking smack, and and again, all of this comes together into what could have been such an amazing draft. And again, McDavid talked about it. He's like, I couldn't hear anything anyone was saying, so I'm up there. I couldn't hear anyone else that was on stages. I couldn't, and it's like, man, you had it. Like you had the people, you had the buy-in. The players wanted to do it. They couldn't hear anything. So there was no smack talk. And it just took what could have been a great event, smashed it. Everything else was fine, though. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I'm giving the NHL like a pat on the back for being, like, pretty washable, comparatively to awful. And, um, yeah, that's where we're at with this league. Yeah. Um, I do wonder where they'll find four, <laughs> uh, four more celebrities who care about the NHL. Uh, and I guess 2026 or 2027, whenever we do another all-star game, but Hey, uh, you know, Toronto, I guess you can get those four because they, they have do the seem two like of us. Four. Uh, yeah, that they is true. We will be there. Game over. Game over. Um, yeah, speaking of which, yes, DJ definitely planned this so he could just tell everyone who didn't listen to 32 Thoughts what 32 Thoughts said. Um, and yeah. You're welcome, by the way. I saved you. It was like a two-hour podcast. I saved you <laughs> so much time. Like, If yeah. you have any more questions, please let me know. I'll, I listened very thoroughly today. Yeah. All right, here we go. Will Ferrell, uh, John Hamm. Uh, nope, Jesus. Can you imagine Snoop doing a draft? That guy. It would be the best. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah. No, like, the, uh, oh, again, the NHL just can't quite figure it out, and it's just so unsurprising. And I don't know, I'm, we don't have to get into everything. There's obviously a lot going on, and uh, you know, if you want to listen to more of this, you know, general nonsense, there's plenty of general nonsense out there. And I, you know, the last thing I'm going to say before we get into it, while you pull up the slate, is I am very jealous that what chaos completely has stolen my bit and done it so much better by being the only. They're at the NFL Super Bowl, and they were at um, the what's it called the, the the like Radio Row. Is that what it's called Radio Row? Right, that's yeah. the right name. And they were just yeah. talking about hockey, and they're just like, "Yep, yeah, biggest game of the week tomorrow, Vegas and Edmonton." And I'm like, "Man, they're nailing my bit right now." And I just I love it. I love to see it. It's really cool. Again, to just like the more nonsense like that that happens, I do actually think is good for the game and like having them in Vegas, like doing that garbage is, is probably still, I think, good for the game. And uh, they were saying that tickets are like $800 for the game tomorrow in uh, Vegas. Oh, shit. Wow. But That's crazy. To get in the door, I'm pretty sure. I mean, again, they could have been exaggerating. I just listened yeah. to what they said. But yeah, I'm so again, like, I really do think that everything that just happened and this game tonight we're going to talk about is all really good for the league at a time that there's a lot of negative around the league that, you know, which is further going on today. But we're here to talk about the slate when you're ready. Um, we have you said eight games, right? 
Yep. I retweeted a lot of stuff uh, for almost every single team. So I'll probably be kind of zipping through on my phone that now I can now use uh, on the side. I'm normally uh, multitasking. Um, do you want to do any sort of reading of any sort of things that pay us enough to get a nice Chipotle dinner or um, do you want I'll to work. I'll work that in after because I do not have it up currently. So um, oh, okay. on the YouTube uh, screen, you will see the sheet uh, updated for the Tuesday slate. Obviously, this is in the Discord if you're listening to the Morning Skate podcast on the podcast feed. Um, so just make sure you're in the Morning Skate pod Discord by DMing one of us. Uh, I'm at Fake Moods. You just at DJ Mitchell 94 and uh, we can get you hooked up. But um, in any case, we have Vancouver at Carolina. Winnipeg at Pittsburgh, Calgary at Boston, Dallas at Buffalo, Philly at Florida, Montreal at Washington. Those are all seven o'clock starts. Colorado at New Jersey at 7.30, and then Edmonton, Vegas, 10 o'clock nightcap. Um, I guess I hadn't really considered it, but I guess that's intentional because, you know, that the, the sports world is centered in Vegas right now. Um, clearly the NHL thinking, yeah, let's uh, put McDavid there. So, hey, uh, actually some heads up. Uh, accounting by either the Vegas front office or the NHL by saying, Hey, let's put our best marketable asset uh, on display for the sporting world to see. So um, yeah, pretty interesting slate in that eight games, six of them lock at lock time. Um, But you know, you're probably going to want a piece of Edmonton uh, or maybe even Vegas. Um, So kind of interesting uh, slate to think through with that in mind. Um, Quickly summarizing sort of some of the high level stuff. Um, a lot of dudes are coming back from injury, so I, I'm not going to list them, but basically there's a lot of name players that are, you know, drawing back in. So if you've been looking at punts and playing punts over the last few weeks, um, just check, make sure that the player they're replacing is not, you know, coming back and then sliding them down the lineup. Um, and then sort of looking at the top teams for, uh, the expected goals over the last little stretch we have colorado against new jersey at number one boston at calgary at number two sort of tied with colorado up at the top and then we have edmonton uh because they're really good and washington because montreal was really bad so um those are sort of the the teams that will at least start uh sort of funneling in on but certainly we'll find other teams especially with injury considerations and whatnot um to further sort of further our action there so um yeah any thoughts about the slate as a whole before we get into the first game no definitely got to go game by game on this one because there's so many uh things to get to but the the biggest part about this vegas and uh edmonton game is it is would tie the nhl record for longest win streak for edmonton if they win um so really really big uh just it's it if the nhl did this on purpose obviously the, the win streak is added a bonus uh i again I, I will applaud them like i do think that maybe they ex- accidentally hired one of the nepo babies to do something and they're actually doing something like it it could be happening for the first time in, in the past 25 years so we can it's a, I, like i i don't know like it just feels really good right now to be a hockey fan like it feels like this year other than a, you know a few other things like right now feels good and this slate is great there's so many players to get to uh, what is the first game on the? Um, oh my god, I don't have the slate open anymore. I don't even know what the first game is. The uh, the first game is uh, Vancouver at Carolina. Uh, oh, I god, that would have been my last guess. Um, Elias was... Lindholm, revenge, new new trade, uh, whatever. Just just Wait. all the narratives. Oh my god, yeah, that's good. Yeah, he was top power play, uh, and on a line with Pedersen, just jumped right in there. 
So that's exciting. He will be on the wing. I don't know what he's listed at on DraftKings because again, I'm, I am pulling that back up. Um, but this is uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. It's a six and a half uh, plus money on the over. I don't love that obviously against Carolina, but it kind of does feel like one of those situations where we know Carolina can, can definitely put some pucks on net and they can let shots in. And Vancouver has been really good at uh, making that happen. But I, I still need to pull up the slate. Um, it's pulling up. I had the sports book up, Twitter up. And Don't worry, we're we're both on the struggle bus. I can't find the uh the script I'm supposed to read and uh, well, I mean, whenever, but um, I'm struggling to dig through my files for that as well. So we're we're just I'm off. Not to log- I'm, I'm not I'm not logged in, so everything froze, and I had to go and now I have to get a code and do all this <laughs> stuff. Um, I'll keep I'll talk about a couple more things about this game. Spechnikov practiced, but not on a line. He was with D'Angelo. <laughs> and uh, didn't obviously practice on the power play either. So we're not expecting Sveshnikov to be back. That also definitely leans me towards D'Angelo being out, but keep an eye on it, of course, in morning skate tomorrow. Um, like I said, Vancouver, it's uh, Pius Suter still on that top line with JT and Besser. I don't think this game's going to garner a ton of interest. Before break, we were really high on Marty Natos. He has been on fire. Uh, he had four goals in his past five games. The shot volume had been to the moon. Just a lot to like there in general. So there's some punt equity in this game. I do think I lean towards pegging some of that Carolina if I'm going to do anything here. Um, I retweeted the lines, but whoever posted them, it was just numbers. And I I was kind of just retweeting everything all at once. But I'll take a look at where he slotted in. But I'm guessing it's about the same. But yeah, do not expect Sveshnikov to play. Keep an eye on it. But he did not. Yeah, he was paired with D'Angelo um, as one of the extras. So it was Natchez with 18 and 58. That's that bunting. Yeah, that's bunting. Number's bunt. Yeah, and uh, Drury. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's interesting. The same as it was. Oh yeah. no, sorry, it was Nason. No, yeah, it wasn't. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Na- What numbers? What numbers? What numbers? Nason. Twenty. Twenty-three. Fourth line. So bunting down. It's 48, 20, and 86. So 48. There you go. Okay. Um, 48. Uh, Brendan Lemieux. Brendan Lemieux. No, Martin. Oh, yeah. yeah, It's Martinuk, Ajo, and (laughs) Teravine. No. Screw this game. Never mind. That is what Corey Levelette. Corey Lav. Corey Lav. You got it. I, I mean, I'm just reading the numbers and I baffled by them i i can't believe because bunting was up on that aho line and then it i, I don't know why they would do that yeah scrap the, the thing thank you thank you scrap the whole game wookie's already on it for us we're good to move on i i didn't even need to carolina's like how boring could we possibly be and vancouver's like well better than us so i i'm not paying these prices like um, 5k is justifiable yeah, that, and other than that's that what it's I was like say like I mean, imagine if Andre Kuzmenko was actually good. Like, I mean, like Lindholm is, I think, actually good, and he's getting the perfect role alongside Patterson. So, I kind of dig that. I I could even see it as a one-off. Um, it, it's a we're a long ways removed from it, but there was a time when Lindholm was one of the better Icorsi per sixty guys. Like, you know, in Carolina, he was one of those guys who was like, oh, he's gonna break out. Never really happened into like a fantasy stud, um, but the minutes are almost certainly gonna be there, and I think the price is just gonna, you know, maybe not skyrocket, but he 
he feels like a 6k $6,500 player um, and I don't think he gets much ownership because of the matchup and because we just haven't seen it before you know we haven't seen him in Vancouver we haven't seen him on the power play and I just think Vancouver is going to do a whole hell of a lot better setting him up uh, given what we've seen from Bo Horvat and you know Kuzmenko even um, on that first unit being productive I think I think Lindholm is you know a Horvat sort of replacement there versus uh, Kuzmenko uh, you know, trailer, if that makes sense. So yeah, um, that's what I'm interested in. You know, I, I certainly will uh, play around with the idea of getting right back on the Marty Natchez train. Um, you know, I, I just don't think that's something where the matchup really matters when he's uh, 4,700. Um, you know, and if he's playing with bunting, like bunting's on that top power play. So, you know, it's, it's almost a better stack to play jury, you know, with, with Natchez and bunting. So, um yeah I, I don't know i kind of dig it there's there's some value in this game it's you know not a, not a big deal um and yes i'm just catching up on the chat i just found the script for uh for the ad read and i think i think you boys are gonna love this um all right so well, let's just see what else we got um uh, i was gonna mention that yeah, lindholm is over one and a half minus 190 on shots that could yeah. be decently safe uh if you're looking for a safe play because this is just a, a, you know, I would just say he's a better line mate to move talk to him. Um, Mikheyev and Pedersen were the five on five and then top power play. Kind of, I mean, like, I don't know if he's a one for one where Kuzmenko was, but, uh, you know, I don't really know what that unit's going to look like at all, but I think he could be involved. So do you want to do the read and we'll move on to the next game? Yes. Um so, uh, as, as you know, the podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, you may have heard there's an event coming up this week. So. Uh, looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Uh, yes, that's right. You can bet on Edmonton to beat Vegas. Um, you know, clearly what they're going for here. And so if you want to do that, download the Draft, DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of, you got it, the Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. You can't Sam say crown. that. It's in the it's in the ad read. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I'm sorry. Cancel me. Uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in your call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for pump gambling. Call 888-878-9777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Twenty-one plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. DKNG.com/football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Um, so yeah, there we go. A special Super Bowl version of the ad read. Um, yeah, cannot wait. The big for... game. It's called the big game, dude. Dude, I feel like DraftKings is going to get themselves sued here, but hey, it's not my problem. Uh, they, they, I, I, they already paid us. They already paid us. We're good for. We're good for the. You know, we're good. We we got our I money. Do not condone his actions. Um, okay, we can. <laughs> We can move on to the next game. Uh, another new friend in a, a new place, if, if you will. But yeah, it is the, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I feel like you've got to remove the vowels and you're also good. 
Uh, Monaghan, though, let's let's get to the next game. Monaghan traded over to Winnipeg in a deal that was shocking to some, I guess. I, I don't really know. Um, this happens every single year where someone will overpay. And I guess Winnipeg said, if we're already going to overpay, we might as well overpay now than in a month. So I, I don't really have a problem with it either way. Like, you know, this draft class seems from all accounts to be a bit weaker in the back end. And if Winnipeg thinks they have a chance, which I do, um, then they might as well go for it. So Monaghan's with Ehlers and Perfetti. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh is favored, I believe, at home. Correct. Yeah, at home. They're all. Uh, so that, that is an interesting, you know, start to this game in general, like where Pittsburgh hasn't been very good all season, but you know, if we would have started the year and said Pittsburgh minus 115 home against Winnipeg, you would have thought, well, that sounds about right. I mean, these are about even teams. So the books may be adjusting a, a bit back to that. It, it, you know, Winnipeg has been, I, I don't want to say Carolina of the, of the central, but they've been pretty good defensively all season long. And it just seems like that's sticking. Um, and your numbers aren't really making it look that way. But no, I, I, I kind of, I think this game is a little bit sneaky and there's some spots I like here. Um, Pittsburgh also had a, they signed Paul Yarby, but there's no way he's going to play in this game. I can't imagine. Um, didn't he see power plays on the third line. So that's, I don't know. It's yeah. Paul Yarby, Raquel Eller. Hmm. Yeah. So, Smith? I don't know. I mean, shit, Zach Parise just signed and played. So, you know, I, I don't know. It doesn't uh, – actually, I guess we'll get there. So, um, yeah. yeah, I would not be overly surprised if he played, I guess, is my point. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, let's get to it. The main issue with looking at the 10-game trends is that for Winnipeg, they've suffered a lot of injuries. And so, you know, uh, Kyle Connor, I believe, was even out for a stretch here. Mark Schleifley missed a majority of this time. Um, I'm sure I'm missing dudes who, you know, come and go. So, um, and it's not like there's a huge gulf, but it, it does at least go to show that some of this Winnipeg run has been defensive maybe all of it. Um, it's just largely they're getting, you know, world-class goaltending from a world-class goaltender. And as we've seen in, you know, New York this season, uh, that's not guaranteed to stick. Now, am I going to bet against Hellebuck in this spot? Probably not. Um, but, you know, it, it is not like Pittsburgh's, like, in an, uh, you know, in unbeatable matchup. So if you're seeing Sidney Crosby at 2% owned, like, that's clearly a very good play. Um, on the Winnipeg front, I just don't think there's enough here um for for me to be overly uh interested 7700 for cal connor just feels like a lot to pay when you're gonna want to get up to the posture knocks mcdavid's mckinnon's of the world um and you know in the same game i think i just prefer sid and gensel to cal connor personally so um you're not getting the cheap adam lowry stack either with connor um so there's really not a ton of you know it just doesn't feel like winnipeg's in a great spot either in terms of upside or in terms of value and honestly with posternock mckinnon mcdavid i just think you're going to need to jam both those things um in spades so that's my main concern um anything else specific maybe like depth wise or anything like that you wanted to go over for either of these teams i mean it's a five and a half so it is one of it. I got it. I assume it's the lowest total on the slate, but honestly, I just going game by game in the sports book. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I just, I like you're saying that the biggest problem with this game is not that there couldn't be upside. It's that you're paying for that upside in a bad game. So I'm not going to be doing it myself. Uh, rather just 
you know, there's some props here that I, I'm going to get back to that I'm interested in. But the one note that I definitely wanted to get to is that Latang was with Crosby and Gensel on the first power and Rust on the first power play. Uh, Latang has been really good just in general uh, for blocks and shots, just hasn't been really rewarded with any points. So I'm keeping an eye on him for sure. Um, well, there was that one game. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, every player that played, well, the one game where he completely shattered the slate with a 30 bird. Yeah, right? we were at and five. I, yeah. 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 Oh, that was, oh, you're not about the, oh, yeah, he had that five pointer too. Yeah, he's had a couple, obviously. So, no, the upside's there, right? So, you're thinking about a, a player in a, you know, a low total that the, yeah, the six assist game with 37. So, yeah, he has, he has upside. I, I'm just, I guess what I'm saying is that, like, that is a guy that's priced the same as Eric Carlson. And it probably, I, I'd actually throw him in over Eric Carlson at this point. So, keep an eye on it. But, I don't have a ton of interest here. I think I'm going to probably fade this game. Um, yeah. You could bet Winnipeg if you'd like. I, I do like them, but first game back after the All-Star break, it's a pick them. I, I don't really think that's yeah. egregious. I, I think if we're talking about, you know, uh, new deadline acquisitions, I prefer Lindholm, but Monaghan is going to get parachuted into a great role. He's going to be sitting at five on five with Nick Ellers, who, you know, does all the things that Monaghan can't, namely skate. Um, but, you know, I think he's going to get power play one run. I mean, the, the first line, Shifley, Connor, Villardi, Morrissey seem locked in. And it was Ayafalo before, like, at full health. You know, we haven't really seen this unit super healthy, though. So um, it's not a guarantee. But I, I have to imagine you're, you're trading for Sean Monaghan with the slots filled that you currently have. And you're putting Monaghan in the same role that he was in Montreal. So 4,500 for Monaghan. Another situation where I think this one will be significantly less owned. Like, I'm not sure Lintol would be chalky necessarily, but I think Lintol could be, you know, 8, 9, 10%. I would be surprised if Monaghan cracked five, honestly, given the matchup and the total. Um, so maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that's something I'll be keeping an eye out for because I do think Monaghan's in a really good spot here. And he makes perfect sense as a one-off versus if I'm playing Kyle Connor. I kind of just want to play Shifley and Velarde with it because, you know, what are the odds that he's the focal point and those guys don't get there in a smash spot? It, it just seems very little um, versus, you know, I don't think Ellers will be like connected to the hip at Monahan because they should not share a power play unit. Um, let's see. Adam says Kyle Connor's numbers with Mark Shifley versus without is pretty insane. I think I'm betting Connor to score, especially if Jari's in that. Okay. So, um, Connor, you want to guess what his point prop is, Matt? Take a guess. Um, minus 180. It is exactly minus 180. I was, I was kind of surprised by that. Just he's, he's pretty habitually a one and a half and in a bad matchup, I've seen him, you know, 220, 230. Um, like you're saying, with Velarde and, and uh, Shifley, I, I, mean, I think that's kind of where I'm fighting right now on this game in general from a betting perspective. Uh, or Adam Lowry under a point, minus 166. Those are probably the two. You think the total is super yep. low. It's a tough matchup, and he's down on the third line now. No power yep. play run. I mean, those are probably the two best on the board. Yep, and that, that's the exact thing, uh, taking advantage of the role changes. Um, in the opposite direction, you know, guys coming back, clearly Lowry is going to get the defensive minutes that he always gets. So like there's the empty net suck out, there's, you know, some secondary power play, you know, whatever. It's not like he's going to play 10 minutes in this game. Um, but, you know, the, the offensive slanted role is just not going to be there for him. So I like that angle as well. All right. Um, let's move on over to Calgary at Boston. Um, 
you know, on the Calgary front, we've seen them pretty quickly try to integrate Kuzmenko onto that top power play. Um, it's a little bit unfortunate because, you know, Matt Coronado seems to be doing stuff uh, in his second stint in the NHL. Um, he shows up on the right side here, 2,600. Um, so I, I'm, you know, I, I kind of want to start on Calgary because I think we know the drill for Boston. We like their spot. Um, but, uh, you know, any thoughts on if Kuzmenko or, yeah, if Kuzmenko can find his game alongside Sharon Govich and Jonathan Huberdeau? I mean, I, I, I like to believe in fairy tales once in a while, but I, boy, that is, that is not what I expected them to do. I'll, I'll just put it that way. I don't really understand. So Sharon Govich is just the center now, and he's going to be useful. I feel like they were absolutely squeezing the most out of that. Um, before they moved into center and while with a better player in Lindholm. Yeah, it, it's tough, but obviously it's super cheap. Not the greatest matchup in the world. Boston's good defensively and great in net. So I don't know if you're actually eating into a ton of chalk, but there are McDavid's, there are McKinnon's on this slate. So Sharon Goldwich is 5K, which does suck, but this line in general is, first off, all wingers. Um, so you could look at like a Leon McDavid with it, and that could be a thing that people do. Um, but Leon is a wing for what it's worth. Uh, well, never mind. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like this is one of those situations where it might make you think and you might try to, you know, talk yourself into it. And it's just a bad spot. It's a bad line that really needs to, I mean, they have to outscore all of their other woes. And I just don't trust that against Boston. Like this is not a good defensive line. Um, really at the end of the day, I think Lindon was carrying it through B and not, not even playing that well, but like it's hard to play well with, with players like Huberto and, and Jerry Govers that aren't really going to bring you up too much. Um, so yeah, I, I am going to fade it myself. I think I'm fading this entire uh, flame side of things. Just, I'm not interested. Okay. I, I get it. Um, it. It strikes me as the lowest we're ever going to see a, you know, fully correlated line one with historical precedent of, you know, not that long ago being like fantasy game breakers. I mean, you know, even Sharon Govich has done it this year. Uh, Chris Michael last year and Huberto two years ago. So um, you're getting, you know, really low prices for what I would project their minutes output to be. Um, this also strikes me as a reasonably decent spot for Michael Backlund and friends. Like, I mean, is it possible he plays like 24 minutes here? Um, that was, yeah, I a lot think more. So. Yeah, yeah that, that's definitely like, more of where I would go if I was going to do it is go with the backlin route. Um, that yeah. line had already kind of taken over quite a bit of the, the workload. So yeah. I could see it. Again, I am just shocked that this is what they're running. Like I really thought it'd be backlin, Kuzmenko, Sharon Govich or something, and maybe they'd give – I don't even know, but the problem is who are they going to give a chance to at center? Like they're just out. They don't have anyone. They didn't bring anyone mm -hmm. back to, to kind of take the role. So they're just throwing garbage at the wall. And if it doesn't work, you know, yeah, it's again, not going to be probably very chalky. It's really cheap. It's line one. It's fully record, whatever I want to say, but like, I think that they could just get kind of exiled to the shadow realm pretty quickly, or you see them just throw everything in the blender right away and, and Backlund ends up getting 24 minutes, like you're saying. So is that correlation actually going to end up being as strong as you need it to be? Um, I have too many concerns and doubts, and you can play into that if you'd like. I think I'm just going to fade it. Okay, I, I get it. Um, 
you know, there's just so much value here that I, I feel like um, I feel like I, I maybe want a piece of it. So Coronado's played four games back in the NHL. Um, and, you know, in that span, he's had 10 shots on goal, 15 shot attempts in four games. It's not incredible, but he's getting 15 minutes a night. And I had to imagine that could even possibly increase now that they literally don't have a fourth line uh, that they can rely on. Um, so it's, you know, it's interesting, I guess. Um, you know, the entire setup, you know, three lines, they're not all in play, but I'm at least thinking through each of them, I think. And, you know, if, if I need to, I... I kind of want to be back. I want to be first on it because like this team should not be like, you know, sellers at the trade deadline. It just doesn't not feel that way. You look at the talent. I mean, we haven't even talked about their defense core yet, but like, it's a really good top four defensively. So like, you know, it, it just strikes me as like, how, how low is the floor for this team? It just does not feel as low as their current prices um, insinuated is. So um, anyway, Boston, uh, we have Boston, uh, as well. Um, clearly David Pasternak is the guy we want to build around. Um, yeah, it was, uh, we saw JVR. Right? Yeah. JVR Zaka with Pasta. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just actually scrolling to find the power play. I didn't see it. Uh, double check on that tomorrow if we can, but I, I find that pretty interesting, especially if you think yep. Pasternak shooting one that gets tipped or deflected or gets to JVR, it's very doable. Or he's kind of the other guy that could be shooting if it's not Pasternak, and he'll probably be leading it over to him. So I I definitely like that pairing quite a bit. Um, an easy way to get away from some of that cap hit you're, you're taking on. Um, I have been pretty not yeah. a fan of Zaka, but at 4,300, you could do a lot worse. Um, the minutes are a little concerning, but – I mean, anyone can pass the buck to Pasternak and he could score. And and McAvoy, kind of the last guy, 5,900 is just a bit too steep for me, but I understand it. Um, you know, he blocks shots, he hits box bonuses and, and gets points. So it's not like he couldn't pay off that price. But yeah, yeah. And pretty interesting. The, the game the game before their break started, uh, JVR, Zaka were on the power play as well in place of, uh, I think it was Coyle and Nebraska before that. You know, it's been a rotating door so certainly would not lock in stone uh the the boston correlation pieces um but i i want to say watching it jvr had a great game um I, oh that was the game where he had three he had three points and then, and then both of his assists disappeared yeah didn't they sit on um, the next game too right i mean no. i don't know i could they be went, they went into their break yeah, they want okay. to. Okay, I'm thinking of so. a different game where I think his line had two points and they sat him, but that, that may have been a little while ago. Uh, yeah, yeah last I'm not convinced. Philly, yeah. I'm also not convinced he hasn't been hurt for the majority of the season. I mean, um, you know, because because yeah. the highs have been really high for him. Uh, maybe that's just the type of guy he is, and I'm just forgetting it. But it 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 hasn't struck me as far fetched that he could be trying to manage something injury wise. Um, but in any case, 3900 for that. You mentioned the Zaka stuff. Like I think full stacking Boston one is what I would do. Um, that the other yeah. line with Coil and DeBrusque is just a bit. I guess DeBrusque is cheap enough to where you could consider it, but I would just rather go with the uh, fully power play correlated in my estimation. Um, is there and, any part of you that looks at Hampus Lindholm and, and considers 3,300 Hampus Lindholm, or is it just... I am far too stubborn for that. Okay. I, I mean, like, beginning of the season, it was kind of cute to be like, he's still 4,500, and, and now he's 3,300. The, the role's there enough to where I think you can consider it, but 
It just has not happened. Um, he but last game, like I'm kind of pulling it up. He had, he had was for five goals for, only had one point plus five on the game. Um, cup noodle right there. They call that a Hampus Lindholm. Yeah, that I mean it really is, and that's the problem. It's like, well, how is this guy not getting rewarded? And it just he just doesn't. Like I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but uh, I have nothing else All if right. you want to move on. The uh... Dallas heading into the Red Hot Buffalo Sabres. Um, I believe you retweeted it. A 104-point pace in January. DJ, uh, tell me about the Red Hot Buffalo Sabres. I, I really, if you, I already got ranting today, so I don't, I don't want to do it again. Um, yeah, team is frustrating. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I mean, the, the biggest problem with the Monahan trade is that. It wasn't Buffalo doing it, and uh, we could get into how many millions of dollars they burned because Terry Pagula is a cheapskate. We could get into the fact that that's going to just further keep them in the you know right in the basement of the league where they belong. But they did have a good month of January. They threw some things into the blender after the Jack Quinn injury, so there's some changes. Top power play has Kyle Ocposo on it, so not good changes. Um, <laughs> I really don't even know like what I want to say about this team other than I'm not playing them against the uh, Dallas Stars. It's not a great matchup. I don't think they're going to be very popular, and, and they have been and many, many a slate with uh, you know the Tage Thompson price at 6700 I definitely get it. He's not been all that impressive. You know, I mean, he's not getting it done. And at some point, again, I think you need to just cut your losses a bit. Um I, yeah, I am not playing the Buffalo Sabres tomorrow. I'm trying to pull up their lines. Um, Skinner, Thompson, Ocposo, which is a full power play correlation with Darlene and Cousins. It was Cousins, Paterka, Benson. Um, Benson's not even on that other power play, so that doesn't help. It, it's kind of an uncorrelated, unmitigated disaster of a stacking situation other than if you really want to play Kyle Ocposo. Um, 3,200, I don't know. He's out, he's out there on the ice playing with players that aren't too bad but this Sabres team is, is you know very likely going to fall off the face of the earth very quickly because they're bad yeah um I don't even know if you mentioned Matthias Samuelson also done for the year yeah, um, yeah, done so, for the year. you know there's there's some value in just trying to figure out you know who gets a bigger role um a guy who has been sort of productive is Ryan Johnson you see him on on, on the right side or yeah on the right side of what I'm screen sharing um you know, six fa- expected fantasy points a game, 2,500. He could step into a big role if, if he plays, oh. if he does. <laughs> um, but he... The, the the D units were Darlene, Yokiharu, Power Clifton, Ryan Johnson, Eric Johnson. So okay. they are saddling him up to an anger. Um, they, yeah, they, they don't play. really. Yeah, like they they don't really. You know, Granado's good about getting Darlene out with different partners, I think. So there's at least a chance of, if – uh, Johnson's going he will get some run uh, alongside the top you know the top four guys so I'm not that worried about that and again it's 2500 you know you're not looking for much and clearly there's a role uh, increase possible yeah uh, he with, he with skates the with the puck a lot um, I mean yeah. you watch a Sabres game which but, don't do it he, he will he will skate the puck into the zone he will you know he's not Hampus Lindholming it out there he is trying to be involved in the offense yeah, the the real main event though. I mean, uh, since the line change of uh, Johnston up to the top line, uh, 
the, the top line has been incredible. Um, Dallas is doing exactly what we would want them to do if you were to, say, make a five-man Dallas stack. Uh, Jason Robertson is still obnoxiously inexpensive at 6400 uh, He just you know, just got kicked down 600 uh, versus the pre-break. Um, Rupe Hintz, 6300 Wyatt Johnson, 4400 And then Heiskanen and Harley remain paired up. 5200 for Heiskanen coming off of a 17.3 game. Uh, game uh, 14.5 the day before that with Thomas Harley. And Harley coming off of 24 and 25 is 5K. So, like, you are getting a five-man unit for free. Like, you can literally play McDavid with, with those five dudes, uh, I think, and not have that battle lineup. So... Um, you know, Buffalo's not been in a joke defensively. UPL has certainly found his game in net. So it's not like this is the, the cupcakiest of matchups. And if the field is playing it as such, then, you know, yeah. I would be remiss to avoid it. Um, but I, I do think that you at least need to, you know, you need to be talked in real hard off of, uh, off of sort of these guys in my estimation because Thomas Harley is just so good. Wyatt Johnson is just so good. They're not priced like it, and they're clearly elevators of the talent around them. And we've seen Miro, Rupe, Robertson do it in this league for you know multiple years now. So, uh, yeah, nothing really else to say here. I'm nope. not interested in dumpster diving for Dallas secondary lines when the first line is so cheap. Yeah, 100%. I, I mean, I, I was thinking you are going to pass it to me before making the most important point. Um, and that is, it could be very, very, very chalky. And if that is the case, I, you know, I could see myself pivoting away a little bit. At the end of the day, Wyatt Johnson at 4,400 is ha- just has to be the best point per dollar play on the entire slate. Uh, so, yeah, I think you could conceivably one off it. But I mean, also on the other side of things, you know, you're, you're either betting for or against UPL. And if you're, you know, not betting on Dallas in a chalky spot, that doesn't mean you have to play UPL at 7K. But I do think that, you know, the reason they don't get there is probably pretty largely correlated to him paying off his price tag at 7K. Um, I love it. Obviously, there's really not there's nothing I could say that I'm not trying to talk you off of it, of course. Uh, but I, I do think it's going to be the most played full stack on the slate other than maybe Edmonton, but probably, you know, even more than Edmonton, in my opinion. There's really not a ton yeah. of great spots. I'm not overly worried about Heisken and Harley stuff in all honesty. Like, I think that's a fun mini stack, you know, regardless of whether you play the other Dallas dudes with it or not. Um, they, they, I mean, they so clearly play really well off each other and my God, they are fun to watch. So um, and, and I will probably just do that because, you know, uh, again, just extending an olive branch to Jay saying, Hey, we fixed me or and we just gave him this incredibly fun toy. Um, and there you go. Let's let's also not forget. Uh, last year I was I was at the game when Dallas came in and scored, I believe, twelve on Buffalo, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> right. I think it was uh, Martin Luther King Day, right, or something like that. I'm pretty President sure. Day. I yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah, I think it was the Monday was afternoon. I, yeah. It was definitely yeah. It was something like my friend calling me and just being like, "Hey, I'm picking you up. We're going <laughs> to the game for free." And I was like, "Free game? How bad could it go?" I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Um. Yep. Yeah, but that that's really it. There's really no interest in ancillary yeah. pieces on either side. Yeah. Like I mentioned, on Buffalo, I, I think if you're going to gun to head, try to take an ancillary piece, it's probably Dylan Cousins, who actually has been really good as of late, and we didn't mention it in not a great role. Um, you know, loses Quinn on that line, but 4,600, he's probably the guy. But it is funny to be like, 4,600, that doesn't seem that bad, but Wyatt Johnson's 4,400, and yeah, I think you get yeah. the point. 
in um, we can move over. in his last yeah in his last five games, oh. Joe Pavelski has games of five shots, five shots, and nine shots. Um, pretty clearly, he's going to get overlooked in favor of the the top two lines and Miro. If you want some way to play, say you know Harley Heiskanen, and you want more correlation, I would you know not hate a uh, Joe Pavelski one off with the forward units and just sort of say, you know, Pavelski tips a puck in and, you know, the D get there otherwise um, through s- smashing Dallas one. Uh, the chat is very clearly in on Dallas one, Wookie and Adam. Uh, yeah, Adam saying plus 800 for a goal on Harley. Godspeed, brother. Uh, absolutely love it for you. Um, I know if I bet it, I'll ruin it. So, um, and then I should mention Malik coming in through clutch. Uh, DK has an NHL free roll with Millie tickets and payouts tomorrow. So, um, you know, sponsored by the big game, uh, get, get your free tickets in the free roll. Um, I got a nice email today. The, uh, I believe it's the door door dash clay Matthews contest. I have a ticket for is in, so I'm, you know, I've already locked in my three cents of equity for the Super Bowl. Might as well add another five cents in equity via this NHL contest. All right. Um, affiliate Florida. Florida, pretty interesting. Philly, not that interesting. Um, I know we have lines for both of these teams. Did anything stand out to you off the rip, or should we stall some more as we look into what those lines uh, were? I mean, Tippett was back. That's that's probably the, the thing that I was most interested in. Um, but although I, I will mention, as your chart points out, um, I'm not playing against Florida I think I'm just done with that as an endeavor in perpetuity. Um, to start the season, that was Vegas. Like, I'm not going to bet against them. I'm not going to – just not taking shot props against them. I'm just not doing any of it. Um, Tippett, Couturier, Atkinson, Farabee, Frost, Konechny. So when I hear that, I do think also that Konechny it is a great, you know, shot prop type of guy here. Uh, 9.4 attempts before the break per game over the last five. Without Tippett, of course, in the lineup. And you put it with Frost and Farabee, do you think that could continue – and I'm just telling you, I'm not doing it. I I just I can't. I I'm not putting my money at three and a half plus for connecting, even though he's been on. But nope, not happening. Um, so I'm not going to be playing Philly. So I just kind of wanted to start there with their lines and keep an eye on it though to make sure Tippett's in. But it, from all accounts, it sounded like he was good to go. Okay. Um, we are back to Barkov, Rodriguez, Reinhardt. I know there was yep. some. Uh, flipping and whatnot with injuries and everything else uh, prior to the break, but uh, no, uh, no Mackie Samuskevich here for us. Um, you know, they're very sad pouring out for our Mackie. Um, but yeah, this game is just not that interesting to me. Philly, you know, they, they got lit up by Boston before the break. They had a rough homestand for sure. Um, so if you want to say that the dam has burst and that this team is just, you know, bad, um, I don't think Florida will be that owned. You know, we've talked about a lot of spots already that seem like they're going to get ownership. I promise you Washington coming up will, um, and then obviously Edmonton. So, you know, you might get a lower owned Matthew Kachuk than you might expect given his recent profile is incredible. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever was ailing uh, Matthew Kachuk is certainly uh, gone. You know, he's, he's, he's back at, being very good at hockey. So 7,300 for that feels like a bit of a steal. Uh, DJ, I see you shaking your head. Is it so related to Wookie? Where are we at on Montgo? Yes, DJ, if you are playing oh. Florida too, are you playing Brandon Montour with that? 
Oh, where are we with, I mean, 4,400 Brandon Montour. Um, God, I, I say jam it. I say jam it. That's what I say. I mean, honestly, though, like for Hagee, still on the top power play, absolutely firing the lights out of the puck. And like, it's just because of how good Matt Petrunk has been that that team, that line is just always in the offensive zone, making stuff happen. And like Montour could be a part of it, but, but yep, Mike already caught it. He's going to miss 90%, 95% of the time. Um, he's going to miss the net, I mean. And it's just uh, unbelievable to watch. You think there's no way an NHL player could possibly miss the net as much as Brandon Montour. But if he does hit the net, you win the slate. You just you won. I don't even know actually how good he Yeah, 6.9. Right there it is. 43% of his shots on goal in the last 10. Um so a tick tick below average, but not too far off the uh, the league average in that span. Um, but yeah, he doesn't like you know he doesn't pop up here. But honestly, let's see, Matheson. Um, obviously, this sort of metric is always going to be skewed toward uh, forwards, so it's not often that they they show up here. But yeah, uh, McCarr, Matheson. I don't think there's you know a slam dunk play defensively that's like oh you can't play Brandon Montour. So I, I like that a lot. I I think if you're playing. Florida at this point, it's probably just going to be through Kachuk. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's cool. Uh, what up, Olaf? Thank you for checking in. Um, DJ's in the chat posting uh, metrics like an absolute animal. Uh, we are just having a blast that, here. That, that was for Montour last five. Cool. Yeah. Um, I assume that's what he was so, asking for. So I grabbed it quick. Um, yeah. oh, the OEL thing is, I you know, an interesting question. 3,300, the role is very diminished, um, but I mean, you look at that. He had the peak game last game against the Islanders where he put up a 22. Um, I, I'm not going to do it myself. Just just doesn't feel necessary, but I think if you're like considering a 3,300 player and it's Lindholm or OEL, I, I, you know, I think you take the upside over the the floor um, in DFS, like especially, it's a big enough slate. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Um... So the last home game that uh that uh the hell's her name Florida. the Panthers played um was against Arizona so it was a bit of a absolute uh, humdinger I, I believe this was the game with like all the fights and everything else so maybe not too much to read into it um, but the Kachuk line spent the majority of the game with Ekblad and Forsling so like kind of you know rules out both the Montour and uh. Ekman Larson stuff, you know, if, if you care about that, I don't know. It's one game. It's hockey viz. And again, that game was an absolute, uh, uh, it was an absolute joke. I mean, there was scripted fights and, you know, it was a blowout and just power play, you know, left and right. But there, there was a very clear setup where it was Barkov with the top pair and Montour, you know, Chuck second pair and third pair went out with the fourth line and third line. Um, and that's OEL. So I don't think OEL's in play. I mean, just play a 2,500 dude and pray um, and save the 800 bucks to use elsewhere. Yeah. All right. Um, Gosh, what else can we cover here? I exit out of the slate. So what's up next? Um, I, you know, I, I guess on the other end, though, like Cam York, 3,500 as well. I mean, that kind of feels like a better embodiment of what you might be looking for in that punt. Um, you know, because he, he could just hit the box bonus as well with the roll. And Torts mm -hmm. literally said after practice that he's been their best defenseman. And they're putting him with Drysdale because they think that that could actually work. I, I agree. If you put your best two defensemen together ask Dallas it could work so I, I think if you could find the 200 if you, if you like the game enough 
um, even if Florida dominates for whatever reason, like and they're putting a ton of pressure and shots. You know, York hits a blocks bonus, it gets a point. You're in really good shape. But yeah, we can move over to Montreal, Washington, um, if you're ready. For sure. I buy that. Um, and also a Drysdale 4100 is is not this yeah. interesting. I don't know. Um, but we, we need to trust towards to end the Igor Zamula experiment, which you know I think That's... he's gonna be a scratch, but um we'll see. Because we're we're probably gonna have 7D and eleven forwards and you know, uh, not 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 very fun in my opinion. So, um, actually, Owen Tippett revenge. There you go. Eleven forwards. Yeah. Owen oh. Tippett. Uh, jam it. Cool. We did it. Yeah, they traded him for nothing. Um, okay, yeah. Moving over, it's Montreal at Washington. The the biggest note on this game is Kuznetsov will not play. Um, he is going to the players assistant program, so he'll be out. Uh, I feel like we had. Yeah, we. I think he was, Yeah, he was playing before. The All Star break. Um, yes, he was. Um, so, and we have lines. Oh, you found Guess him? What? I didn't find him. Guess what? We, uh, yes, actually, you're right. I don't I see am. them on the, the, the page, I, but uh, any of the lines found him. So, I'll oh, add, okay. I'll add who I'll add whoever uh, he got to uh, to this list, but um, basically, uh, McMichael is between Patches and I believe Oshi with uh, Strom, Wilson, and Ovechkin. Let me just find this before. Uh, yeah, Connor McMichael 2800. If that's the case, you could be really piquing my interest. Um, yeah. it's a good matchup, it's a good. I mean, I, this Washington team, yep. I, I'm not going to give myself too much credit because you were way higher on them to start the season than I was. and I think that largely looked correct after the first couple of weeks. Um, the OB thing hasn't gotten there. He's now below 6K at 5,900. Continues to be pretty good. Last game out, you know, he, he put up the, you know, goal assist, four shots on goal type stuff we're used to. Um, this Washington team is incredibly cheap, and it feels like they could see a little bit of ownership, but there's just so many punt spots. And uh, we already talked about the Flames. We've talked about Dallas being pretty cheap like you don't need to punt with washington from there and i i don't know I, I definitely see a scenario where this gets a bit overlooked it's not incredibly sexy but it has one slates in the past especially tj oshi who has been a, a pretty I mean, the last you know last four games he's had a couple turds in the mix but he had that 44 spot that won some slates for or one b slate for many people so do you have a full lineup now yeah, I threw I, I threw a retweet on it as well. Um, I added this person to uh, to the list, and hopefully we don't uh, run into a situation where we get lines and not have them in our feed. Um, but Pacioretty, McMichael, Oshi. Uh, by the way, Patch is left with a lower body injury that was ominous before the break. Um, he's back; seems good to go. So uh, you know, bless up there. Uh, we love Patches in this part of the world. Um, and then, like I said, uh, Ov Strom and Tom Wilson. Now, Kuznetsov was not getting a power play one role before the, the break, so it's not like I expect McMichael to step into that or anything. Um, and we've seen this before, you know, Kuznetsov down to the fourth line, McMichael up. But this just feels different. I mean, they, you know, they don't have an option now. Um, it's Michael Scarbosa and Nick Dowd. Like, like, McMichael has to play a bunch here. He's been one of their best per minute uh, like shooters on the team and he's unbelievably inexpensive. So I'm just 
you know, kind of taping, taking a leap of faith because I believe very strongly in this player. Um, I've summarized a lot of those reasons via my newsletter and everything else. So if you just search, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. If you go through some of my, I think it was mid-season time on ice uh, musings on my newsletter, I talked a bit about his AHL profile and, you know, the players he looked like. And they're all really good NHL players. And I think he's, you know, going to take that next step personally. Um, but we haven't seen it yet. You know, clearly uh, Ovechkin sub 6K is also of interest, but I, th- I just think I'm putting my stamp on the slate and saying like Michael Pacioretty, because um, even if they're not power play one, they're going to get the depth lines of Montreal, I think. Um, and, and that's where that's where you want to bite. Um, I, I think they're going to use Nick Dowd in the shutdown role um, with Malenstein and uh, Aubin Kubel. Just that's what they've done at home for some reason. So you know, that means you get the feast on the underbelly without Sean Monahan, which, you know, uh, anything else to say on Washington before we cover the uh, Montreal side of the house? Uh, just John Carlson. Uh, he's been good. I think he'll get largely overlooked here in any sort of stack for power play one at 5,600, um, you know, shots, blocks, and Montreal, as you're kind of alluding to, like, you know, they, they might not be quite as strong as they once were, but guys like Cole Caulfield will shoot from absolutely anywhere. And, you know, he, he could definitely double bonus in the right circumstance. So if Washington is what you needed, I think he could get overlooked. And I, I like him a lot, but we can move over to Montreal. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't have a ton of interest here, to be honest. I kind of for the, you know, the, the thing is, is on the same token of, well, this is what they're going to use to shut, try to shut them down. That doesn't mean it's going to work. So I, I think it's kind of all or nothing with Montreal at this point, moving forward. We don't even have the mm-hmm. Monahans lifting up the spirits of, of others into some sort of relevance at five on five. And definitely there's a power play role to be had, but you know, Suzuki, Slavkovsky and obviously Cole Caulfield all stick together. And as already was mentioned in the chat, Mike Matheson is another guy you could throw in there. Um, I see no reason if you're playing this Montreal stack that you couldn't find a way to get Mike Matheson. Um, again, rates monster feels very similar to a John Carlson. He's you know obviously more expensive, but if you're betting on Montreal, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, so we did get confirmation that the top line will go back to Suzuki, Caulfield, and Slavkovsky. Um, you know, I just I don't think I'm interested. Um, I am a little bit interested to see how the power play shapes up. We don't know what's going to go on. Um, we don't have other lines or anything to sort of say, oh, this guy's the Monaghan replacement. Um, so keep an eye on Morning Skate. If there's someone playing second line center, like uh, say Harvey Pinard, I would guess yeah. that he's going to sit in that role, but you know, he's not an actual center. So we'll see what they do. Um, I mean, you're talking about a bottom nine forwards of between some mix of Josh Anderson, Joel Armia, Lucas Condota, uh, Jake Evans, Brendan Gallagher, someone named Brandon Gignac, uh, RHP, uh, Tanner Pearson, Michael Pizzetta, and Jesse Yelonen. I mean, these dudes are not NHL players. So I just, you know, again, I think Washington throws out the down line against Suzuki and just tries to grind them into dust. Um, and, you know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I just think this is a clear boon for the the, the top six in Washington. So, you know, Ovi's a great play at sub 6K. He's going to shoot. Um, he's still clearly got hockey sense you know he may not be the player he was but sub 6k against montreal you don't have to be um 
and you know everyone else just falls in line as well pricing wise so i like this game a lot i I like the top six a lot for washington specifically and john carlson and michael matheson both stand out as really strong plays to me and i think you can play them together i mean there's really no reason not to um especially in your non-mcdavid lineups um yeah wookie here taking his stab at uh power play one uh pearson possibly no, I get that. Uh, for sure, plays the same type of role, even the same sort of distressed asset that Monaghan was. Um, so, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, whoever takes that role is going to be a punt. Uh oh. Did, did I make a did I make an insensitive joke about Kuznetsov? Uh, don't cancel me if I did. I didn't. Um, I didn't hear it, but if you did, shame on you and not on me. First off, you face <laughs> Super Bowl instead of big game. I, just again, this has been a disaster of a podcast for you. And that's coming from a guy that, that didn't have a working computer for the first eight, <laughs> 10 minutes. So, yeah. all right. All right. Um, cool. No, yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. I, I I think this game is the one that gets the most overlooked and that should not. Um, so, you know, it, it, I, th- I think like, again, if you're stacking that uh, Dallas, you could just co strom ov carlson and you know insert your goalie and you have an incredibly nice looking lineup in my opinion so um that's sort of like my building block as of right now but we have two more games to get to unless there's any last thing you wanted to say what is this narrative hockey day in minnesota was war road last week 1820 hmm. was in war road last that's tj Oshie's hometown there's yeah then he's, he's, he's 1820 he scored last week, I think, didn't he? So I'm just trying to uh if you want to play him with the patches McMichael stuff for this reason, go ahead. I think I if I think you if fine. you win the slate because of whatever that meant exactly, then like you get to victory lap it no matter what. He's so, like a kid. There you go. Um but he's yeah, aged no, backwards. He's unaged I mean, while pull, pull his double aged. Pull up pull up the chart again. Pull up the pull up the chart. Pull up the chart. Uh-oh. I mean, he was right there. He was like a like a right boom. Yeah. DJ Oshie. Yeah, I mean, no, he, like he's he been was. really good. I mean, is that 44 spot boosting him a little bit? Maybe. Who's to say? But he's actually been good. Yeah. Oh, oh is guy. actually. Look at this guy. Uh, he still got last, it. Yeah. Over the last five, seven shot attempts per game, 34% have been on net. So I think yeah. the problem might be him hitting the net. Uh, that seems like it's been a problem all season long for sure. And, you know, that's probably what's been lost, and maybe he has figured it out over the long break. Um, not at the All Star game. Who was at the All Star? Oh, it was Tom Wilson. Okay, whatever. Uh, Colorado, New Jersey. Yeah, so Colorado uh, was pretty straightforward. We did not see any changes. I would not expect any changes to the lineup. So McKinnon, Druin, uh, Rantanen. Um, Druin remains sub 4,000, uh, did not do anything. Uh, Miko Rantanen also pulled the Jew in, didn't do anything despite McKinnon putting up, I believe, uh, did he have 25 or so? I think he had like eight shots and two blocks and a goal. So I don't know, somewhere around there. Um, is definitely something I'm writing down. Yeah. And otherwise, one miss for McKinnon. Um, okay. Yeah. Otherwise their bottom, uh, I guess their middle six looked like Ross Colton, uh, between LOC and and Miles was Wood. it Miles Wood? Yeah, it was Miles Wood. Um, and then Johansson with uh, Jack Parise and 
don't know, someone who sucks probably. Are, are, Terry, are Terry Luckett in? Put some oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's back. Um, no, you're right. Um, he does not suck, but he does not get the power play one job. Uh, you're going to see that uh, Johansson got some power play run. That did not happen. It was ranting in the box uh, for a, I believe, a Quinn Central minor that was complete garbage. And uh, he did not play on that power play. So that is why you see Johansson. Do not play Ryan Johansson. Please, I beg of you. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kel McCarr, too. He exists. 8,300. Uh, very good play. Uh, DJ, what we need to talk about is the New Jersey Devils are still going to be without Jack Hughes. Um, they were clearly in uh, a bit of a tailspin uh, heading into the break. Do you believe in this team enough, you know, to turn it around? Because all of the, you know, all of the sirens are blaring. Uh, nothing seems to be going right for this hockey team. Um, are, are you sort of buying the devils down the stretch here? Or are you just sort of saying, pack it in, this team's dust? Um, are you somewhere in the middle? I, I guess I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I, I don't normally overreact to any large degree uh, when it comes to any hockey team doing anything because the league is built in so much parity that they'll middle their way to probably a wild card spot if, if they so uh, if they play just slightly above average. So DJ, yeah, what you retweeted a tweet today that the Sabers are on a 104 point pace in the month of January. That was Jay's um, article. He's my friend. And did you okay. see what I wrote? I okay. wrote, I'm ready to get hurt again. As in, yeah. they're bad. You're overreacting. That is the exact point I'm trying to make. Okay. How don't, okay. do you not let no, them hurt no. you, DJ. No, 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 no. You do know what's funny? Have that no. power. The point that you're making and the point that I'm making of the, I'm just kind of middling on the road here. It's like, even with the Sabres performing at a really good clip in January, it means nothing. They're still bad. Like They beat the bad. worst teams in the NHL and lost to the good teams they played against. Which is a change from earlier in the year where they beat only the good teams and they lost to every bad team, which is the majority of them, it feels like. So guess what? The Sabres had oh, an above-average month, and they're still like nine points out of a playoff spot. So, yes, yeah. the point of that tweet was to say, look it, they've been good, and they're still bad. Congratulations. Yeah, so I, you're right, though. I mean, I, I do hear what you're saying. I think the New Jersey Devils are a very, very good team with Jack Hughes in the lineup and an incredibly average team when he's not. And that's just how good Jack Hughes is. Um, he is the, one of the best players, I, top five in the entire league. I will continue to bet on that guy as much as possible. He was the guy that I absolutely flag planted going into last year, um, was a huge reason for my success in best puck. And I will owe him everything. And it's just, again, there's players that have that ability. Um, he's not in the lineup. They're playing a back-to-back -back team in Colorado. I think Colorado is the better team here. And I think that top line with McKinnon is a good pivot away from um, McDavid. But I don't also, on, on the same token, I don't think this Devils team is completely lifeless. Okay. I, you know, I don't think they're dead in the water. So, yeah, I'm... Um, I'm probably staying away from this game um, and stay, well, staying away from the Devils at home here. I don't yeah. really know if there's anything to get overly excited about. Oh, there's a lot here. Okay, so um, I just want to, you know, I'm showing uh, a DK, CSV. Nichushkin is not playing. This is not filtered yeah. for guys who won't play. So just, just note that. Um, but finally, on the New Jersey front, um, might I rewind you, DJ, to, I don't know, was it a week and a half ago? You're going to do uh, it. Where, 
Timo Mare was on the top line, top power play. We're like, this dude can't miss. He's coming in hot. He's, you know, playing really well. Um, DJ, how, how did that turn out for you? We're not talking about this. Okay. So no, Timo is a fourth liner now, dude. He's dead. He it's complete dead. Dust. dust. It's unbelievable. Timo Meyer, Curtis Lazar, Nathan yeah. Bastian. What are we yeah. doing here? What What are we doing? Lindy Ruff, honestly, like I feel bad saying it. Like obviously, as a, as a child, I, I I idolized the man. You know, he brought the playoffs to Buffalo. It, it, he's basically just Moses both parting the Red Sea of, of miracles, and mm-hmm. he's done. It's over. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I watched that Devils game, and it was like. I, I mean, again, I'm not a coach at that level uh, at all. I'm not being a coach. What am I saying? I never really noticed anything Timo did bad. Maybe there was something. Nothing happened. Yeah, he just maybe there. Like I, but nothing ever came out. He never said like this is the reason. He yeah. just benched him and then threw him out there with nobody. I just yeah. So and again, he had been producing. Just you go. Yep, he had been very good. Uh, I just need to say. Basically, the direct benefactor of this is Andre Pallad, uh, who gets onto the top unit. He gets into the top six. He is 3,100. Um, he's specifically playing alongside Heischer and uh, Brett. Brett uh, the Foley is on the second line with uh, Mercer Alba and Mercer. So, like, I feel like you should be considering Pilat, you know, especially because, you know, McDavid, blah, blah, blah. Um, we're going to see Pilat, I think, get some ownership. He's been, you know, good. He's been back, I think, for two games. So I don't know how much I'm willing to buy into the fact, you know, on the right side, you see here a uh, 9.2 expected fantasy points per game over the last 10. Um, I don't think this stretches back to Christmas. Um, but, you know, in any case, you know, there is some reason to just buy in on a mini hot streak here. The role is going to increase the power play roles there. Um, so if Palat goes overlooked, certainly do not mind that. Um, but I would definitely play it with Jesper Bratt, to be honest. Um, you know, uh, I just don't really see Palat getting there in any sort of meaningful way without Bratt. I mean, kind of breaking the slate. I mean, he's only 6,600. And I think he has a ton of upside for, you know, to, in this matchup, I, I like this game a lot. And it's a huge price savings off of, like, you know, McKinnon, McDavid. And Jesper Brad is very, very, very good. So I'm not, like, saying, oh, well, you know, Palat's only as good as a one-off. I think you do want to at least consider Brat with him because I don't think Heischer's going to do much. Um, and Heischer at 5,400 feels a bit expensive for what he is um, as a player, you know, fantasy-wise. So, um, yeah, to, to this to this point, um, you know, it, the, the, the genesis of this point would not really fit this game for Colorado exactly because it's a back-to-back. I think you're thinking of teams that had, like, longer extended outbreaks and that, like, a team played, had ref, and then played again. That yeah. maybe you could, like, galaxy brain into if you were already on something uh i don't think it matters very much but at least there is at least some you know at yeah, least a cogent it, thought but a back-to-back i um, don't think it really matters here and the big catch 22 with things like that is you know ideally you kind of want your players to be losing i mean like when i stack the leafs i'm doing front flips when they're losing because guess who gets all the minutes austin matthews you know who guess who shoots all the time austin matthews so it's not necessarily a bad thing for dfs in particular for your players to be losing for shot props for your players to be losing um 
which well, you know yeah. that those things tend to reflect more than they do oh well this player hits a shot prop less often after those games like maybe that's true i don't think it is though so or at least i don't think the data is out there that it is um so i don't really take it into account much i i just think there's enough you know there's enough to look into there's enough to comb through that i feel pretty confident in uh, my ability to suss out noise from you know general uh you know, actual, I guess, fact or logic or whatever. Um, but if it's an angle you like, then, you know, I don't see a problem with it. Anyway. Yeah. I think we One more game. mainly, yeah, we mainly cover Colorado like uh, through thoroughly, but, um, you know, I just will say the last thing is, is like McKinnon is actually at, like, I don't think he's going to get much ownership. I, I can't imagine so. And it's because of the next game and the fact that McDavid's a full thousand cheaper. Um mm-hmm. Like, I do think, like, as you're kind of talking through what you're just saying now, in a scenario where you get New Jersey right, and a guy like Palat, where, so again, again, in this exact scenario, let's just say that New Jersey gets up 3 nothing. Um, McKinnon could still have that peak game in that scenario for sure because he's trailing, he's getting 25 minutes, he's putting up 10, 10 shots on goal or whatever, and Palat only really needs, like, an assist to be at value. Um, and, and anything more is going to be really, really good. So I think that scenario makes sense to me. Whereas like, if you're going to be playing Palat and one other guy, whether it be Brat or he's here or both, um, definitely consider McKinnon over a guy like Matthews, because I kind of think you've built the scenario for how McKinnon is breaking the slate. Uh, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Um, so the last thing we need to cover is, the Edmonton Oilers at the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we are back to RNH McDavid Hyman as the top line. Uh, we talked about earlier. Uh, RNH is listed as the center, as is McDavid here. Um, and then the second line is Kane, Dreisaitl, Fogel. Those are all wings uh, here. So third line, Holloway, McLeod, Perry. Meh. I mean, uh, I, I, of course, I love that line as a, you know, the Dylan Holloway fan club leader and Ryan McLeod uh, news newsletter leader. Um, but you know, not really for DFS and any uh, particular reason on this slate. Um, so that's kind of interesting, you know, defensively it's all the same, but the fact is they're playing Vegas. And if we know one thing about Vegas, it's that they can lock it down when, when it comes to it. So DJ, this is obviously the the main event. It's the hoopla. You know, uh, everything's focused on this game. Uh, how are you attacking at this one? I mean, I, I think as of right now, it's I am gonna. My plan is to fade it um, entirely. Uh, I could see why you could talk yourself into any sort of like ancillary, you know, dry title second line stuff. Like I I, I get it in a. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just going to fade this game. Um, You know, if McDavid breaks a slate, that's, he breaks a slate. It's really hard to stack it and feel correct about it. Um, Hyman is overpriced at 8,100 in my opinion. And I know how good he's been with McDavid. You're getting a little bit of savings with Nugent Hopkins, but you're burning both center spots or your utility with the center, which it really isn't a big deal to me, but um, more than anything else, I think this Vegas team is still good. And the fact that it's gotten, Kind of, I mean, it, it's to the point in going into break where it kind of felt like it was a lock to just bet the Vegas goaltender over on saves, and that felt like it was just naturally going to get there, no matter almost no matter what. Um, finally, against Detroit, they looked cohesive enough defensively. Uh, 
but I do think that this team is going to get a bit more right. Um, it takes time when you lose guys like, you know, Theodore and Eichel. I still think this team kind of, you know, after this reset could come back and, and play really well. So yeah. I'm kind of just going to go with the bigger picture of the season and less so with the recent trends um, and just talk myself out of an Edmonton team that's going to be very, very, very chalky as every game it felt like we were mentioning multiple punts that could all fit and make things really, really easy. Um, so, yeah, that's my plan here. Full fade on this game. Okay, so um, part of the, I guess, defending reasoning for that is we are expecting William Carlson to be back. Uh, we don't have any updates on Eichel or uh, Theodore, for that matter. Um, but both those guys, I believe, are within the next month. Uh, so, you know, they're back on the ice. They're skating per Cassidy, but no timeline. Um, and I think, Malik, I just answered your question without a... Yeah, you know, didn't mean to. Right that. after. So, um. Yeah, I, so William Carlson's back, and that's a big deal. Um, they were without, uh, oh, what's his face, um, Dorofiev going into the break. They will remain without him in this one. So I'm interested to see how Cotter, Stevenson, Stone, and Barbashev, uh, Nick Waugh, and Marcheseau gets either broken up or not. Uh, that Waugh, Marcheseau, Barbashev line has been awesome. Um, I would not be shocked if they ran Carlson, Stevenson, Stone, and just hard match them against McDavid and that's really really interesting for me you know theoretical just on a standpoint because William Carlson can obviously fly like the wind Chandler Stevenson too um and then Mark Stone is you know a defensive genius so um I, I gotta say you know that maybe this is just a contrarian in me but I really do like Vegas in this spot um I think Marcia so Nikwa and Barbashev will stay together um and that line has just been dominant i mean you know they're not going to get the premium power play run well at least juan barbashev won't um but at five on five they've been getting theirs for sure uh marcia so is the focal point of the power play and the five on five attack he's been very very strong um i'm just sort of highlighting um you know he slots in right around you know cal connor Lars Pedersen. uh you know over the last 10 games um and I don't think has really gotten enough love for it, uh, picking up the slack without Eichel. And then we look at values, and Barbashev and Nick Waugh are both in the top 15 on the slate, and their roles I don't think change. So I'll be keeping a close eye on this. If Carlson plays alongside Marcia so and things get kind of shaken up, I don't really want to buy in on that, uh, largely because you know Carlson has weak rates and he is 5,200. So it's not really like a, you know, it's not a super cheap stack anymore. Um, but I really want to see that happen, and I'm really excited for this game. Um, but yeah, I think I'm with you on the McDavid fade. Like he's been really good, but I think I like Pasternak and Kachuk straight up more. Uh, their last ten games have been better, um, and their matchups are you know very good in my estimation as well. So it's just not really a reason for me to try to fight Vegas here um, on the road with McDavid. Okay. Yeah. But all right. I, yeah. I echo Top a lot stacks. Of it. Tate McRae, we already talked about. Um, and I, I would say, I would say somewhat in depth, but I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of her liking hockey and nothing sure. else, of course. Um, didn't, yeah, didn't no, even she, look at my screen. She, uh, yeah, she seemed cool. Um, yeah. I, 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 I thought you echoed it nicely when you said that she actually seemed to care, uh, which yeah. you know, was better than most of the players that were there. Um, so, you know, Hey, it was uh, no, it was no Nick, 
with no Nickelback. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Pop stacks, uh, gar- guarantee yeah. goals. Oh. As Mike says, um, let's go. I have both my top stacks in mind, so I'll go one at a time here. Um, and I will say, you know what? Actually, you go first. You go first. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go. I am just going to uh, go with that Vegas two stack. Um, you know, Edmonton okay. has not been great defensively over the last stretch. They've been great goaltending wise. And we've yeah. seen that goaltending turn into a pumpkin time and again, especially against Vegas. So like, I'm not worried about that. Um, Vegas's underlings don't look great, but when you, you know, peek under the curtain, it's not to do with Nick Watt, Barbashev and Marsha. So they've been awesome together. Um, obviously this changes if, the lines get shaken up, but I really like the spot. I like the matchup a lot. Um, and I think they get the matchup with, you know, the dry sidles, um, which, you know, I, I never, I never dislike taking a shot at Leon on these podcasts. Yeah. Um, I am going to do the Washington one, the Strom OV John Carlson situation. Uh, just not going to overthink it. I, I honestly don't think like, I think, I think it, like if you, I think when the cards turn over, the Oshi line will be just as owned, if not more owned, than Ovi and Dylan Strom. Interesting. Yeah, uh, that certainly could uh, come to fruition. I, because um, because the, the value element. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep makes sense. Uh, so, I wouldn't necessarily call that leverage, but I think it is a no. way of being cognizant of what the field's doing, and you're playing that with, say, a Florida two or something like that, where um, you know you're getting just a different build than the field generally. So. Um, speaking of which I am going to spend up on David Pasternak for the, uh, I guess the top stack. So around that, let's go with JVR and God, do I really pick Zaka? Do I pick McAvoy? Do I just go Marshand? You know what? Let's be alphas and pick Brad Marshand. Um, I'm not sure if I actually get here, but, um, you know, pasta Marshand and JVR, I I like the spot. Um, you know, Calgary on the road, post-trade, everyone flocking to the big boys. Um, you know, hey, uh, let, let's do it. Uh, Boston power play smash. Yeah, I, I'm not going to overthink it then. I, I was, the, the thing is, I was 50-50. Am I taking that Boston stuff or am I taking Dallas? And you walked me to it. So, yeah, I think that mm-hmm. Boston, Dallas, Washington. And, and honestly, I think you made a really good point about Vegas. Uh, I don't think they're going to be popular at all. And that that is, is something people are overlooking. Just again, I, I get it. Edmonton's been great. Um, all good things will come to an end at some point. And um, if it happens in Vegas, it'd be hilarious. And uh, I think you could end up taking down a GPP if it happens in the right fashion. So guaranteed goals. Let's get out of here. Okay. Um, do you have one in mind? I know I went first on the stack. Yeah, I I was thinking about just taking. Uh, either for Hagee or Matt the Chuck, and I was really debating between the two, and I, that's what I was trying to figure out. Um, I am going to – let me just look. at. I'm just going to take whoever's odds are worse, and I think I actually could be surprised here. They are identical. Matt the Chuck plus 155 <laughs> and Verhege plus 150. Oh, I think they're okay, both so... really good. So five points. It's five points. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'll go. I'll go with the chart. I mean, I think honestly, like you could, you could easily convince yeah. me on either of them, and whatever one I pick will be wrong. So, I'm taking Matt the Chuck. Put for Hagee down. Um, yourself. Go to bed. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Adam says Florida one is his favorite, and how do we just not take Reinhardt? I mean, he the boy just keep does he just keeps Dude, doing it. So, if you're, I know, okay. time out, time out on that, time out on that. If you are betting the plus one twenty on Reinhardt, he's plus two twenty for a power play point. Just take the power play point. I, he's only scored. No, I'm just kidding. He can score a five on five. I just again, he's been so freaking good. And the power play, it, it no one covers him. Um, we absolutely love it. All right, I'm going to go with Owen Tippett. Um, you know, other end of that game, but the uh, 11 and seven is super interesting. Owen Tippett is an absolute animal. Um, you know, revenge spot of the century. I mean, how do you trade that dude for a washed up bad Claude Giroux? I don't know. How do you how do you do that? Just just um, you know, expert work by Philly there. So was he drafted? He was drafted by Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm thinking of Lawson Krause. That's who went to Arizona. I'm like, why did I think he went there? You're right. Yeah, Lawson Krause went to Arizona for a minute. Um, I yeah, you know what? I'll uh there's a lot of guys that are cheap and, and good. Um I think I'll go with Palat. Okay. Myself. I, I mean I, I think that that line's really good. And it, again, it's kind of like one of those things where he when Timo's there, I love Timo way more than Palat on actually scoring, mm-hmm. but Palat he can play and I, you know, there's no reason that 3,100 uh, to, to keep him out of the Ooh. mix. So I'll go with wait uh, a second. Chuck. Wait. So, sorry. I, I did not mean to interrupt you. No. Yeah. He has, yeah. He hasn't played a single game since the new contract either. Uh, just the narratives that, uh, that, that that's the show idea. I, again, uh, Mike from, you know, if, if anyone, if ever, ever asked you what show you should have, you should just have someone that only brings up narratives for every game, for every sport. <laughs> That's all Wait, people you want mean, to hear, I swear. Yeah, literally. You mean every single desk ever? Um, yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, but like, make it a betting. Thing. Okay. Yeah, actually, informative narratives. Yeah. I, yeah, and then um, and then be like, these are the odds for this player, and then like have like, made Stephen A. Smith, who's not playing LeBron James, to, you know, like I think that would be a lot of fun. Like that that would I think actually be entertaining betting content comparatively to like. Yeah, actually. What, yeah, but what you, you just said. Like, no, I'm sorry. Well, what you just said sounds a lot like that dude who uh, tweeted out that uh, what it was like, uh, cat like doesn't get more than you know or whatever. No, it was um, players go under after hitting like seventy plus points or whatever, like nine nine times in a row, and then some dude went for like eighty, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, just the I, absolute worst way to, or funniest way to lose an under bet because it was just you know senseless garbage, and the dude scored like eighty points. Um, yeah. So, also, I do yeah. want to. I just want to point out, by the way, because I was like, "What is Palat's odds?" His odds to score are better than Parise. They're better than Miles Wood, Alex Holtz, wow. Logan O'Connor. Plus three eighty. Wow. Huh. I mean, the next guy after him is Ryan Johnson. I mean, it's just like what? So Ryan yeah, Johansson. Johansson. Yes, Johansson. Yeah. That <laughs> that is actually kind of nuts. I'm actually really glad I uh, the sports book has everything on there right now. I kind of was like, oh, let me just pull it up and. I, I yep. might bet that right um, now before the books catch out. They're just behind. I dig it. And uh, I have 5K left exactly. I'm going to go with Elias Lindholm. Um, you know, Vancouver, another another revenge spot. He he goes back home to uh, Carolina. So there you go. Uh, first game after the trade, new uh, revenge spot. And then tip it, first game after getting paid. And uh, first game, or uh whatever uh, a home game revenge spot or whatever you want to say a homecoming um where they started in the nhl so there is my absolutely uh narrative laden slate breakdown um dj 
This has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad your internet, your computer got figured out. This is the first time we've done a live stream where it feels like we're talking to each other and we're not talking through a connecting thing where it's like, okay, you got to plug in the wire here and then you hear me and then you just sort of react. So the, the flow is much better. My attitude is much better. Um, it really takes this thing off an absolute garbage uh, Monday for me in the uh, gambling streets. So uh, thank you to you and thank you for the chat for uh, stepping in yeah. and uh, keeping this going because this no, was a lot I, of fun. I mean, I know it's not, you know, I don't know if anyone saw this. I actually like uh, just saw this before we started, but this one streamer had like 500,000 people watching and he had like some rapper come on and it was supposed to be this huge deal. And the guy came on and he paid like $2 million for the appearance and was there for like six minutes. Uh, we only have 13 or 14 people here. But the interaction, and even though Matt thought I wasn't going to show, even though he paid me to be here, um, you know, it, it worked out really nicely. But yeah, no, the, oh, I dude, honestly, Adam, Adam's love for Mike Matheson dude. got me. I, I'm not going to lie. I literally had to look up if Mike Matheson played for Washington at one point because I was like, what am I missing here? Like, no, he's a good play. He's a really good play. And like, again, yeah. the, the, every time I talk about Mike Matheson, it's that he's been unbelievable. No one's playing him. So hold I on. I, like, yeah. I also saw a quote. There was a quote uh, from Mike Matheson. God, uh, it was something about him going balls to the wall. And I was like, yep, this, okay, here we go. Uh, was speaking to Mike Matheson today and asked him how he will find his best self over the last 33 games of the season. Um, let me just pull that up. Um, especially with reality kind of smacking the Canadians of Sean Manahan's trade done more than a month from the deadline. His response, I'm too competitive not to be. You can tell me right now that we're not making the playoffs and it's not going to change a thing for me. I'm going to go balls to the wall the whole way. So Adam, uh, an absolute uh, jam it in spot of the century for you, my man. Um, that is, that is uh, DJ coming out in full four. Um, yeah. So, yep. And last couple things, uh, we'll have another show this week. I, uh, we'll, well, I'll, we'll talk weekend later. I'm not sure. Um, basketball playoffs are coming up in like three weeks. So definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, really excited to get to the playoffs. Me and Matt have been kind of having a competition almost every five days where we send each other our exposure, our, our, our advanced rates and stuff. So uh, we'll be more involved in there as well, and we'll get best ball playoffs contacts um, for NHL probably within the end of the – it was around the same time, I think, that it was right around the be- end of be- – middle of March, uh, so probably a month, and we'll have okay. a little bit of that stuff coming too, I believe, and I can double check. Oh, I took a hit. I'm down to 39 out of 150 advancing. Um, God, I, didn't, I don't want to look. That's brutal. But I, ha- but and, I have to. I'm <laughs> yeah, Shay is killing you. Um, I then yeah, I feel like there was maybe something else. Oh, oh, I'm at 45. Boom. Okay. Anyways, though, um, puck luck stuff. NHL tomorrow, King, here's your crown. T- tomorrow should have the shot prop tool back on online. That should be updating faster. I've had a lot of people DMing me about it, saying little things like just oddities. Um, and that stuff should be being updated faster. And the hope is by the weekend to be able to update things a little bit quicker in real time. Um stuff I've explained a little bit, but yeah, Jay's been doing a ton of work over there and we've had some other, he brought some other people in to help uh, that are way, way, way beyond what I can do for sure. So hopefully it's going to be even even better, but still things have been crushing over there. Outpuckluck.com if you're not using it um, and you want betting tools and stuff, we're just trying to get it all together. Um, a lot to come and the end of this year and, and next year as well. 
All right. Um, Malik, thank you for sharing. Uh, honestly, you didn't have to share that. Um, you know, just, just a pathetic, pathetic advance rate. Still better than the field, you know? Just yeah, yeah, right. It's still you... better. I was going to say it's not. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, it's still better than the yeah. field by like a point. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, I, I mean, the thing is, it's like I love playing best ball so much that I don't even like football was minorly successful and i feel like i won the the big game not the whatever you called it the big game and i like added it up and i'm like i won like legitimately what i mean i put in like 10k not i put in like 8500 won like 10k and i was like i am a god um so all right let's definitely let's close the pod let's close the pod here um jimmy is stabbing his eardrum right now (laughs) We can address uh, some some lingering chat uh, stuff uh, after we go, but uh, let's close out the pod here. So thank you all for listening. Um, I guess you can find me on Twitter at Fake Moods, the podcast at Morning Skate Pod, and DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell ninety four. Uh, we are on TikTok. DFS Moods is my TikTok. I post a clip from the pod up there, um, just trying to get some, you know, trying to get that viral clip. You know, uh, some people post cat videos. I post, I guess, me yelling about Elias Lindholm or you know Owen Tippett or something. Um, and yeah. Uh, I have a newsletter. I'll probably do some recaps of the All-Star Break contests when we get up there. Um, but that's uh, be, or moods.beehive.com. Primary points is its name. And I think that's it. DJ, you covered all the other stuff. So uh, thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring it this pod. And that'll do it. So from Doug, from DJ, from myself, have a good slate, everybody. And we will see you.